think there's a lot happening, Sakina. So there's a level of... Uh, initially, I think from the second quarter, when the when when the COVID regulations were were, were lifted, um, and a lot of the restrictions in terms of movement, in terms of um, you know masking and so forth, also opened up a lot of confidence, especially in the retail, the hospitality sector, the restaurant and food and beverage sector. So we see that there was a quite an, an important increase in those in those sectors. We also see along the at exactly the same time and in the same period that the other the other industries that seem to be doing quite well, especially in the second quarter, were the manufacturing sector, by the way, um, and then also the, the real estate and the business sector, because I guess, again, that's just to do with a, a greater sense of confidence in the markets and just also that as the year comes to an end and people are seeing that there has been a sustained, there, have, there are no more vacillations around COVID regulations and so forth. The COVID figures, although we're not seeing them anymore, seem to have gone down. So all of these things seem to be have led to to a different positive contribution to GDP growth. But in the same vein and on the same breath, of course, there's so many other things, as you rightly say, that are uncertain. So including the impact of the skirmish between Russia and Ukraine, other concerns about how those you know, global skirmishes impact on us locally. So the fuel prices, for example. Um, and then locally, of course, the, the, the SCOM, uh, the HCOM situation that we're all dealing with. The aftermath of the floods in Guadalupe Natal and the possibility of other climate um, climate excesses that we may not have anticipated, um, persistent power or outages, but also, um, you know, just unfavorable labor market conditions. So we've seen very fractious um, relationships in the mining sector earlier this year where there was a sit-in at union buildings. And, and those sorts of things, I think, especially for workers, just do um, um, a morale, are really morale draggers, for it, quite frankly. And then I think lastly to say that the agricultural sector, which is a sector that we don't talk about much, by the way, has also seen an important increase and is one that I think that we should be looking at quite carefully because, again, given that no matter what's going on, pandemic or no pandemic, people will always eat and this also leads to some vibrancy. But I think that the state, what the government hasn't done very well is to deal with, is to take a stronger role, especially as the Reserve Bank and how they can perhaps put in some fiscal and monetary tools to help us along a bit. We're out of time, but I have to ask you, what can government do uh, to basically try and just stop, mm. stem the tide on this growing unemployment? Look, I think some of the monetary policy that the Reserve Bank does have some tools, and I think one way is to increase money supply. I mean, I don't like it very much, but that can increase liquidity. Another thing as well is also increasing grants, increasing public expenditure so that, there's a, so that most people are able to um, participate in the economy more vigorously and also increase their opportunity, by the way, to get jobs. I mean, at least if you've got the money for the taxi fare, to print your CV, to get to an interview, that alone increases your opportunity to actually get a job for one thing. Well, we have to leave it there. But thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, Senior researcher at Trade Collective, uh, Ms. Lebohang Peko, speaking to us there.